This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Incredible day today. I hope that it's been one of the best days of your life. And if it hasn't been one of the best days of your life today, I pray that you will experience just a touch, a goodness, a, a just a sense that life can be good if we have the right mindset towards it as well. If we keep believing not only in ourselves, but what it can be about. And today here on Voice of Change, I want to welcome you for the next hour into this incredible space because I'm going to be joined by someone who I believe is truly a blessing to this world and is a girl, a woman who is someone who is a beacon of light and hope. And now you may have read out in 2021, maybe on the news or on social media or on those online news websites that when the Taliban took over in Afghanistan in 2021, that the Afghan girls robotics team were evacuated. And I remember reading the story and being so impacted by the story and these young girls that had done so many things and had been competing in competitions for a number of years and who had been working on robotics and just really developing things as young girls, as young teens. And when everything started just boiling over in Afghanistan, they were evacuated and allowed to go and live in Qatar for a while and then move on to go and study overseas and really follow their journey. And so, you know, rest assured that if you haven't followed the journey, well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I am going to be joined by the captain of the Afghanistan National Robotics Team and a woman's rights activist, Florence Puya. And she is 18 years old from Herat in Afghanistan. And you will hear today on the show that we're going to be talking about Afghanistan, the girls in Afghanistan as well as Herat, and she is majoring in aerospace engineering at the Iowa State University in the United States, and she's been working in the robotics national team since 2018. She's participated in so many international competitions like First Global Challenge, First Tech Challenge, the PCB the Change Challenge, and many conferences such as the United Nations, UNICEFs, and also she's participated with the team in many exhibitions such as in Doha and the Doha Forum, the Doha Debates, if you've heard about them. And she was chosen as one of the 30 under 30 scientists by Forbes and was also named in Vogue as one of the 21 under 21 change makers. How incredible is that? And not only has Florence had to overcome so many obstacles at such a young age, she's done that with such grace and with such positivity. And that's the world that we're going to be entering in today on the show. And so it's me, Lauren Jacobs, for the next hour here on Cape Pulpit. It's going to be a wonderful time. So don't go anywhere, get settled in because Florence is going to be with me right after this. Florence, it is so good to have you with me today. I know that we're going to be talking about your passion, your heart, and your love, the Afghan Girls Robotics Team, known as the Afghan Dreamers. And I know that you've also been on such a journey yourself and all of the girls. But before we get into your journey and what you've been up to as well as everything that's been happening over the past few years, 
I first want to say welcome to the show and thank you so much for being here today and for sharing this time with me. And I just know that we're going to have a really great conversation. So welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. I hope to be a really great interview. You know, it's been it's been so interesting because obviously, you know, we've heard a lot about the Afghan girls robotics team and what you ladies actually do, what you girls get up to. But tell me a little bit more because you girls have been doing a lot of things over quite a number of years and participating in competitions around the world. And I know in 2017, it was highlighted because you girls got visas that weren't approved and everything was happening. So you've actually been really busy for a large number of years. So tell us a little bit, maybe someone's listening and going, okay, what do you girls do on the robotics team? Do you make robots? Are you scientists? So tell us a bit about what you've been doing, you know, over the years and what exactly you girls get up to. Okay, so um, as you mentioned, our team uh, started in 2017. Uh, by Ms. Uh, Roya Mabub, uh, founder of uh, Digital Citizen Forum, which is a non-profit organization based in New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, uh, it was the first robotics team in Afghanistan. And this uh, foundation or this organization uh, I was going to, uh, fr- from the uh, very like early years, I was going to like uh, help uh, women and uh, girls uh, in order to pursue their education. But this time it acts uh, really uh, big and uh, differently and uh, this uh, robotics team all uh, from girls uh, which was a really like uh, interesting and new things in Afghanistan the country the as uh, so much uh, famous for AI and technology. Mm. Uh, so um, anyway, uh, our team uh, founded 2017, and we and now we are working for uh, 67 years in different parts and building robots. Uh, based on your question, our uh, team works in two missions. One of them is building robots and participating in uh, computation, exhibition, and international conferences. Uh, on the other end, um, we're supposed to build a robot in order to uh, solve the our community challenges. For example, uh, like we built a robot and medical uh, part, uh, which contains uh, the uh, ventilator, uh, spray robot, and uh, a robot that uh, you know we use for uh, on it uh, and it uh, UVC lights for killing the uh, the germ and uh, viruses and the environment, uh, indoor and outdoor places. Uh, and uh, like uh, in the security part, we built uh, two robots. One of them is a metal detector, which our main aim is to detect the mines because in our country, there are lots of mines that are not neutralized. Mm-hmm. So actually, it can like find the mines and map the area. The other one is a drone that can uh, like control the uh, unsafe and insecure uh, places uh, from the air. And uh, the other part is uh, agricultural uh, part. Uh, we built two robots on that section, which uh, which is uh, a saffron robot for uh, cutting the saffron and processing it. Mm-hmm. And the other one is for cutting uh, what? So yeah, uh, these are uh, like uh, some of our part of our projects. Uh, our yeah. Mm. So actually a lot of things. So you girls do incredible amount of things. And of course, 
I know that you mentioned the ventilators and that must have been pretty important, you know, during the pandemic. And of course, with COVID and everything that was happening, we did see around the world in many different countries, there was a shortage of ventilators. There was people that needed it in many different countries. And so did you girls find that you could develop that and it could be of assistance in certain places? Was it actually used during the COVID pandemic? Actually, yeah, as you uh, mentioned, there were a shortage of uh, ventilators in uh, most of the uh, countries. Uh, so, especially in the underdeveloped uh, countries like Afghanistan. So, uh, at the time, though, we uh, felt that um, there were uh, there were just really few ventilators in the country. We we said that it's now our job to try to like work in this part and try to help our people. Mm. Uh, so um, uh, at the beginning, uh, the governor of Iraq City uh, on that time, uh, uh, he asked us to uh, build such kind of machine to help the doctors in order to uh, give oxygen for the patients. So it was really cool because we hadn't mm. any experience uh, before in the like, medicine part. So, uh, yeah, uh, we said that uh, we just started to uh, research and, uh, like, um, communicating with uh, different organizations and the universities, the ones who were, uh, were, like, currently working on that uh, device. Uh, like, one of them was, like, the open source of MIT, uh, some, like, uh, doctors and uh, professionals in this field. So uh, after, like... Uh, uh, like being done with, uh, with this uh, like basic things we started building that we had two prototypes and uh, one of them like got finalized and uh, uh, it was a really great uh, thing because uh, we observed uh, three important things on it uh, the mm-hmm. tidal volume the respiratory rate and the uh, the um, internal external um, oxygen so yeah um, after like uh, um, after getting that tool, we uh, aim to utilize it in the hospitals. But unfortunately, it was um, in August 2021 that we that our country like uh, captured was captured by uh, Taliban. So we just mm-hmm. uh, left the country and were evacuated to Qatar. So we had the uh, the real chance to utilize it in hospitals. Mm-hmm. But even like by moving in Qatar, we didn't stop our work. Uh, even there for two years we um, uh, we uh, participated in international competition like for global challenge like with the change and uh, we um, we p- uh, exhibit our robot in uh, like big conferences like mm-hmm. uh, debates to a uh, forum and also in a United Nations conference for at least developed countries mm-hmm. uh, yeah Hmm. I I love that you have so much passion for what you do. And again, it's actually everything that you're doing and that the team is doing is actually helping in communities and in your country, especially and developing all of these incredible robots that can actually help in so many different areas. It's not like just doing one thing, but like you said, and I think it's so important and it's really at the heart of what we are talking about today as well is that, of course, as we know, and so many people do know around the world, and I hope that they know that, you know, things changed in Afghanistan in 2021. And with the Taliban takeover, it was a big deal. It was a big deal, especially for girls. And when you were, you know, at home during that time before you left and went to Qatar, 
did you have, you know, was there a sense of fear? Did you have a sense of fear and a sense of what's going to happen? Uh, you know, did you have to leave the country and leave your family behind? Was it that you were left with the girls and the team, but actually a lot of your family members had to stay and that must have been quite difficult? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, uh, it's not even uh, that much easy to explain because uh, we didn't imagine and we didn't expect such kind of thing. But yeah, it's, mm. uh, it really happened. And we had to move a country for a better future, for continuing our jobs, for continuing our dreams and chasing our goals. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fortunately, uh, the Qatar government helped us a lot on that time. Um, they chartered an uh, airplane for us and uh, evacuated us to Qatar. But meanwhile, it was uh, like really, really heartbreaking mm. and it was really uh, frustrating because uh, we had to left our loved ones and we had we had to uh, left behind our friends. Uh, so the one that uh, we cares about. So yeah, mm -hmm. uh, they were the one the like they uh, they were behind and they were the one who now they got deprived from going to schools, from going to university, from um, like uh, like working in um, uh, so, uh, in social and uh, doing the uh, social work. So yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but we at that time we were really happy too because uh, we were the luckiest one to like just uh, get out of Afghanistan and um, got in the opportunity to study and it was really really a great thing but uh, as you know uh, when we think about our sister our friends and uh, our countrymen uh, the girls who cannot go to school now it's mm -hmm. really heartbreaking and it's, it's so frustrating and disappointing mm. absolutely do you feel you know with everything that you're doing do you sometimes feel like you have the responsibility as well to think about everybody that is back home and all the girls that can't go to school and this responsibility of kind of representing them and also doing something for the girls and women of Afghanistan? Do you feel that sometimes when you're able to, you know, do things, go get an education, but also compete in competitions and show the world what Afghanistan women can do when they're given an opportunity? Do you still feel that you're representing the girls and the women back home and that they're kind of close to your heart when you're doing these things? Yeah, definitely. I mean, a big part of our responsibility is to represent our other sisters and girls uh, of Afghan uh, Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. So uh, every time that we are like uh, doing an interview with uh, like uh, the international um, international like uh, uh, media's and uh, talking with the world leaders, we like desperately and sincerely like asking them to uh, like give the opportunity for Afghan girls as well to try to like kind of. Uh, give them their rights like mm. maybe we don't know the exact way but maybe uh, talking with the Taliban or getting uh, uh, scholarship uh, opportunities be the best way that now world leader can help our, uh, help uh, Afghan girls because uh, you know um, it's it's so uh, like uh, frustrating that we think that now half of Afghanistan which are girls they cannot go to school so uh, so what will happen in the future of Afghanistan? Mm. Uh, we now we we feel so bad for them, and we 
really, really like uh, flowers of responsible and counselors of responsible as well to uh, try to be the voice of them, try to kind of show a different aspect of Afghanistan, new face of Afghanistan to the world leader that by seeing our works, by seeing our talent and power, they they would be a, a different perspective of Afghan girls. So they, they will know and they will understand that the girls in Afghanistan has the power to change the world, the, mm. uh, world in Afga- uh, the girls in Afghanistan has the power to uh, be involved in the development of their country. Uh, so that's the least that we can do for up, uh, our Afghan sisters. Mm. Uh, and we hope that one day... Afghan girls and Afghan women uh, be able to uh, uh, be uh, able to have your very basic rights, which is education, which is working, mm-hmm. and uh, but but in that case, Afghanistan can be a developed country one day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree so much. And that's why conversations like this are so important, because it really continues to tell people that actually, you know what, the Taliban may have taken over, you know, close to two years ago, but this is the reality for girls. It's ongoing. They cannot get an education. There are realities they're facing now, but things that will happen in the future as well. And and that's why to continue to remind people and to say, actually, you know what, we need to do something for the girls in Afghanistan. Florence, how do you find, you know, if you speak to world leaders or people that have the power to make these sort of changes, like you said, we don't really know how, what does this look like? But how do you find, you know, world leaders or people actually respond to you? Is there a sense that they really care, that they're interested and that there is this hope for the future that things can change? I think, uh, yeah, uh, like some of them are really like... um like helping Afghan uh, girls in a way, like uh, I saw many like um, uh, Asian countries and other uh, countries as well that uh, are giving um, a scholarship for Afghan girls, which is mm. like one of the best way to help them in that uh, era. And uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, the I think world leader can also like maybe in the future, they can uh, by like and uh, knowing and understanding more about the uh, girls and uh, situation in Afghanistan, they can help uh, more uh, our sister and our um, countrymen. Because mm-hmm. I I think that and now there is a misunderstanding and miscommunication between the situation of girls in Afghanistan and the other countries and other countries world leader. Uh, some of them uh, even now they do not know that girls in Afghanistan are deprived and restricted from going to school, which is mm. this case and this news is one of the uh, one of the like worst things that can really happen because when someone do not know about your situation, about your restriction, how he or she can help you. Mm. So here uh, the things that at least we can do is to like transfer this things and like showing this thing to the uh, other countries showing this in terms of world leaders that it's the situation of girls in Afghanistan mm. but anyway so um, we hope that this uh, helps be more and more and more the one day uh, they be like freer like other girls around the world and that one day they be free to learn mm. and yeah it's it's our main aim and our main purpose of working in robotics mm. it's it's so incredible and to have such a such a a big purpose it's it's and such a such a sense of responsibility is is 
incredible and with that we're going to go to a really really quick music break but i don't want you to go anywhere because florence and i are still going to be talking after this so enjoy some music with us but like i say stay tuned because we're going to continue the conversation after this you're with me here, Lauren Jacobs on Voice of Change today, and I'm joined by Florence Puya. And if you're just tuning in, I hope that, you know, you're going to be settling down and we're going to be chatting all about, and we have been for the past while, been talking about the Afghan Girls Robotics team, Florence being part of that team. And also, of course, with the Taliban takeover in August 2021, there was just such a shift and the robotics team, the girls had to get out and have been on their journey since then but also we want to remember today and we want to really speak into the reality that girls in Afghanistan right now and we need this kind of thoughts to realize that they cannot get access to education they cannot go to school and things you know can get worse and can progress in a negative way and that's why having this conversation is so important and Florence I wanted to ask you where did you find this love for robotics? Was it actually in school? Did you find that, you know, this kind of thing was was quite fascinating to you? And because like you said earlier on in our conversation that, you know, this kind of like technology and this kind of development, it's not really something that maybe Afghanistan is known for. And especially not girls, particularly even around the world, we still see that girls being involved in science and robotics, it still needs to increase and grow and develop. Where did you find your love? Was it someone that you met? Was it in school? How did that come about? Yeah, uh, the very per, uh, first part of my speech today, I mentioned that it was a really new thing in our country, and it was kind of we were kind of the first Afghan female uh, like uh, robotics team. Mm. And uh, to be honest, uh, I hadn't like really. Uh, as the slightest idea about the robotics and technology and uh, like these things. Mm-hmm. But when I saw the first robotics team in 2017, their achievements, their, uh, their passion through uh, technology, their uh, like uh, participation in international competitions, uh, it was really, really like mm, uh, uh, new things for me. And I was really thrilled that time. And I said that, I should be one day part of this team, mm. and now I'm captain of this team. So it was. It's just, uh, even now I'm so happy, and uh, like every time that I um, sort of think about that, I I became so proud of even myself. So because I just uh, follow my dreams, I uh, I <clears throat> actually I uh, was going through a really difficult time when I was um, a member of this team at the beginning because. Uh, as you know, even some of the families are not uh, really happy about uh, like my uh, presence in uh, robotics team because uh, they had some old thoughts and attitude, uh, attitude and uh, it was uh, a bit uh, like kind of distract me f- uh, from uh, being involved in this thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just uh, followed my dream and tried to ignore all the uh, restrictions and all the things that uh, like uh, try to like um, ban my way. But uh, I think that it was all because of uh, like thinking about a better future for myself and for my <clears throat> countrymen. And today I'm in this place and I, I don't want to stop uh, uh, in this position. And I want to like be more and more uh, beneficial for my um, 
sister in Afghanistan. And one day I can build such a team in like different parts of Afghanistan and try to kind of help my people. Mm. I think that's so incredible. Like you said, there is a lot, I think, that we don't realize as people that as girls, we have to overcome as well. There is the way that people think, cultural thoughts of what girls can do, what they shouldn't do, and that girls shouldn't do this and that girls shouldn't do that. And it's like you said, it's that old traditions, that old way of thinking and having to kind of having to reach within yourself. And I'm sure that, you know, absolutely, even to us listening today, that pride that you have in yourself and feeling proud of yourself, you you completely deserve that. And that that pride and respect that other people have for you as well is something that is so, I, I believe, so filled with life and goodness that, that that you can feel because I know that people are inspired by what you girls do and how you've been able to keep going, keep on chasing your dreams, even though there are real, real challenges and things that you've had to overcome and big things that maybe some people will never have to overcome in their lives, but you've still had to do that at such a young age as well. And to just be feel that that pride in yourself. I think it is so valuable and and that sense of pride that others have in you. And one of the things I, I wanted to ask as well, and I think it's important because some people don't really realize that a lot of times when girls do things, they have to actually overcome the challenge of that old way of thinking and those cultural traditions and those things that people say about you to say, you shouldn't be doing that because you're a girl, you shouldn't be involved in that or you shouldn't be captaining the team, you shouldn't be doing that. How did you manage to overcome all those challenges and the things that people said? Was it just really believing in yourself? Was it other people that helped you? And it's kind of like, how do we overcome those things when we as girls are not allowed to do things because other people say, hey, a girl can't do that. Okay. Uh, so at the very beginning, the only thing that always uh, kept me motivated was my, uh, the, the, the thought of the, uh, the, the way that I'm, I'm like uh, uh, going, it's, it's really true, and I trust the uh, the uh, the outcome, mm. and I believe that I um I I can uh, it's uh, the way that I'm going. It's the true thing, but not the thought and the idea of other people. I knew that it's it is really difficult even for family uh, our families or our relatives or our countrymen to uh, accept that girls go, uh, go on social media, girls go uh, along to uh, like uh, overseas or uh, like foreign countries uh, so it was I, I just really understand and comprehend uh, this feeling and thoughts but on the other end I knew that the way that I'm going it, it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna have a really good outcome and it's gonna make much easier the way for other girls mm-hmm. and it was the thing that always kept me motivated uh, so for example, in the beginning, like uh, I haven't the um, <laughs> I, I haven't the permission to. Uh, uh, it was uh, during the COVID nineteen. I mean, uh, no one like uh, all the uh, places were uh, restricted and uh, no one uh, like uh, were allowed to go outside. But mm-hmm. my teammates and I were like the only one that uh, we went to the our uh, our office and we uh, worked on the ventilator and other devices. 
it was so much difficult because we heard lots of bad <laughs> bad stuff and bad things because mm. uh, it was um uh, we were the only one that uh, went out of the uh, house but we just uh, like we each other uh, say to each other that it's gonna be finished one day and people will come to know that they were wrong and our uh, uh, way is right and mm. it's kind of like uh, can't be true because now uh, the attitude of people really change they uh, they are now uh, more open-minded and they try to like uh, involve your um, girls in technology and um, robotics school but unfortunately now they do not have the permission from the government mm. but anyway uh, we hope that one day all these restrictions be like go uh, like <laughs> far away from our people because they really deserve it and the girls in Afghanistan deserve to be free and to learn because mm. any of them I think if they are given the opportunity they can be the new scientists the new engineers and the and new world leaders mm. they can be the one who uh, like uh, built a time machine they can be the one who uh, bring a solution to cancer and I really believe in them, and I try my best to show uh, a different face of Afghanistan to other people, mm-hmm. and to raise the name of Afghanistan and the flag of Afghanistan in the uh, international platforms. Mm. And that's so so cool, and it is so important. And I think that just like you said, what you're doing and what the girls around you are doing is really changing the face of how people see Afghanistan and how people see the girls in Afghanistan. Is it something, what I wanted to ask you was, are you girls able to travel back home or do you have to stay outside of the country? Are you able to visit your family and your loved ones? Or is it better not to return at this time because things are still difficult in Afghanistan? Yeah, I believe it might be a bit risky, but no, we hadn't the chance to go back to our country and homeland for two years now, mm-hmm. since 2021. And yeah, we like, we try to face all these challenges and all these problems with one goal of freedom. Mm. So we should passing through all these difficulties to have a bright future. Now our team are working on AI robotics with uh, robots, which is uh, like a thing that like it is a, a, a thing that all the uh, developed countries are working on. Now. And we have this uh, passion. We are uh, uh, we are uh, like going forward with this passion and with these goals and these projects. And we believe that one day we we can make a really big difference. Hmm. And that was what that was coming to my next thing that I actually wanted to say. What will you girls be doing? What will the robotics team be doing for the rest of this year? Obviously, there's like six, seven months left of the year. Are you ladies planning on, you know, like like you, you mentioned going to schools? Are you planning on doing competitions? Are you working on new projects? Are you completing old projects? Are there exciting things that you girls are all working on together? What does the rest of this year actually look like for you? Okay, so uh, uh, firstly, my teammates and I are planning to start our school, I mean, the university. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, each of us have uh, different purposes, different majors to attend, and uh, it's uh, it's like the majority of us are, uh, are willing to uh, study engineering. Mm-hmm. 
because uh, mm. yeah, we love it. It's uh, because of the robotics that being for a six-year part of robotics, like like really built our future decision and our future major. Yeah. So um, uh, we we have some AI projects, like we even we built one of them. Uh, it's a wheelchair for disabled people. People will. Uh, paralyzed and cannot move their body mm-hmm. by sitting on a ch- uh, wheelchair and uh, putting on a um, glass uh, it's it, it, they can guide your ways it means that any way that they look the glass uh, uh, the camera uh, which is uh, on the glass will recognize the movement of the purple of the eyes and mm-hmm. by using AI we could be able to uh, move the wheelchair by that movement and uh, move the wheelchair yeah by recognizing the uh, movement of the eyes so mm-hmm. it's one of our newest projects uh, we are planning to uh, work on um, like uh, other uh, artificial intelligence project uh, in a uh, we're gonna build a um, and like drawn, which is more developed uh, than our uh, past one and um, as I mentioned, uh, we are going to go to school and universities. So mm-hmm. uh, we are going to get the fields for the new students, the students that we kind of trained in the uh, like in the passing years, and they should be now the one to uh, like uh, learn new things, participate in international competition, be representative of Afghanistan, and we will be the one who help them by the experiences that we have mm-hmm. uh, and we will guide uh, them and like make the um, ways easier for them and we are always here to help uh, our new teammates our um, girls in Afghanistan and uh, to trying to uh, show them the, uh, the way and trying them to uh, trying to help them to find your goals and uh, your dreams. Mm. Florence, I want to say from my side, I want to say just such a huge thank you, not just for being with me today and for revealing the truth about what you and your teammates have been doing, but for actually showing us, you know, that there is hope and that we can believe and that we can believe in ourselves and that we can have a good mindset for the future and for what that means for people around us as well and for how strongly you carry that responsibility in your heart just from a place of goodness also for your sisters in Afghanistan. And I have no doubt that yourself, you know, the the girls robotics team, all the new teammates that you will have eventually as well, will truly make such a huge difference and already making a difference in the world. So Florence, I want to say thank you. And I want to wish you all the best for the continued work that you will do and all the studies that you're going to be doing and just everything that's going to come your way. I just want to wish you all the best. And again, as well, thank you so much for spending this time with me. It's been so good to connect with you today. Yeah, thank you so much again for having me. It was a really pleasure to talk to you and uh, like kind of transfer my voice and my uh, ideas to your audience. It was a great time. Thank you. you. It was so good. Thank you so much, Lawrence, and take care. Thank you so much. Have a great time and bye. I told you best day ever. Okay, so if you're not feeling slightly a little bit more encouraged or inspired 
or hopeful, then I pray that you will experience that in this small, short time that we have before Voice of Change ends today. Because as I was speaking to Florence, just reflecting on her story, you know, during this short break, I was just really thinking about the power of belief and the power of faith and in the power of community as well and the people we have around us and how that sense of purpose and responsibility just like Florence said you know when the team compete when the team are doing what they are doing every single day there's also with a sense of a greater purpose and you know sometimes we're doing something in our lives and it's it's something that we're doing with our hands or it's it's the work that we do or it's whatever we're doing but we're doing it for an immediate purpose and there's an immediate goal but there's also there should be and there can be a greater purpose and a greater sense of there is something more i'm not only doing this for myself but i'm doing this for others and i think that that has so moved and touched my heart today listening to Florence but also just seeing the team like I said having followed their journey you can go on over to social media and find the Afghan girls robotics team follow their journey see what they are doing and just knowing that so many times we're faced with obstacles in our lives that we have to overcome that we have to face to overcome not to step over it or ignore it but realize that these things come into our lives not to break us but they can make us stronger and also propel us into a sense of purpose and that's what I've experienced through being with Florence today and sharing this brief moment with her and I truly do pray that her and the team and I'm sure that you listening join me in this heartfelt sense that her and the team and all the girls in Afghanistan will have a bright present today and a bright future in the years to come and I truly believe that we can and should continue to work speak up create awareness and pray for the girls in Afghanistan that things will change and that the future will be brighter and that you know education will be given back to the girls in Afghanistan and that they will be in a space where they can be truly set free to have the most basic of basic things the most basic of human rights the rights to freedom the right to education the rights to just truly be who you are with all your values and with everything that you have inside of your hands so today may we just really not forget that there are people in this world overcoming huge obstacles and you might be one of them as well today and I want to say that I honor you and see you for all the things that you are doing for how you're showing up in your life for not only just you but for maybe your family your community your society maybe even your country or your nation and I want to say thank you for every one of you listening today who is showing up and saying I have a greater purpose and it is for the people around me that sense of service is so great inside of me and the responsibility I have I carry upon my shoulders with grace and with belief that I can change the present and the future may God help me to do just that and so it has been such a blessing to be with you today I pray that you will go on out into your evening just feeling renewed restored and invigorated until next week take care and God bless This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.